0: El Futura tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I'm kind of doing the same thing again joining me today. Have you been listening to Conspiracy the Show? We have a spin-off podcast from that called Going Back, which is a lost rewatch podcast. And I co-host both of those with this week's guest, ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Haidar. Also joining me, speaking of people who co-host the Conspiracy the Show podcast and Going Back, lost rewatch podcast on the unpops podcast network all of that ladies and gentlemen that applies to me talking about myself it's gonna be a great show hey everybody Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I kind of have a (laughs) co-host in that my guest is my co-host on a podcast called Conspiracy. The show, Olivia Heidar's here. Hey, hello. Yes.
1: Yeah, not not technically a co-host, but uh, accepting some of the co-hosting duties.
0: (laughs) Olivia, how's it going? Uh, It's going pretty
1: good. Things are chill. Definitely, it seems like everything in the world, I think chill is the word to use to describe the state of things.
0: Yeah, I read an article on CNN this morning with the title, Opinion, The Most Likely Nuclear Scenario. It's like, oh, yeah, things are chill, huh? This is great. This is really, really great. Speaking of chill, we're talking about a thing this week that we've wanted to talk about Pretty much since the second it happened. Yeah. Which is the assassination of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Yes. Which the assassination in and of itself is a fascinating story, but this has turned Mm. into such a can of worms.
1: I think we both knew that we could have totally done a show, you know, right after it happened, but we knew there would be more developments that would kind of make this thing a little more interesting. I mean, this could almost be on the conspiracy show, <laughs> the way things uh, some of it's going.
0: Yeah, I considered that, but yeah. there's not much conspiracy to it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, an unfortunate thing that happened. I'm sure the American government wasn't involved at all. You know, oh, totally. No. no way, shape, or form. We never are.
1: No, we don't have, we, we, we have nothing to do with, Japanese politics, we're totally, we don't don't influence that at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, looking into this, actually, I didn't realize the extent to which we have been involved in Japanese politics. Yep. So let's talk about Shinzo Abe, because this really is a strange story. He was Japan's longest serving prime minister, served a year in 2006 before stepping down due to ulcerative colitis. Crazy how that was enough time for him to be longest-serving prime minister ever. Wait, no, there's totally. more. He also served <laughs> from 2012 to 2020 before stepping down due to ulcerative colitis. Thoughts and prayers, I have been there.
1: I think we all had a little bit of ulcerative colitis in 2020. <laughs> it was kind of a... The year had a feel of ulcerative colitis. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of shit. That's for sure. Yes. His fiscal policy... Which we won't bore you by explaining it in intricate detail, but just please mm. know that if you run into Olivia or me on the street, we can explain Abenomics in oh intricate detail from top to bottom. Absolutely. You know, impact, whether it worked, all of that stuff. But I mean, that would be an episode for sure unto itself and honestly we've talked about it so much i think we're both kind of tired of
1: yeah you know it, we should have recorded some of those other times that we talked about it because like
0: that would have been that could have
1: made its own episode
0: yeah that would have made it was very funny it was very there were yeah lots of oh jokes, we were great lots of laughs Ugh. oh yeah we should have recorded that but yeah abonomics that was his fiscal policy yes. it seems like it worked a little if you look into it but not that much
1: Yeah, it helped. But, you know, at what cost?
0: Yeah, it is very much worth noting that longest serving prime minister does not mean most beloved prime minister by any stretch of the imagination. Shinzo Abe was pretty well hated by about half of the country. Yeah,
1: that's fair to say.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, I think he deserved it. Mm hmm. This is the first part of this story that I wasn't super familiar with. Like, I always knew Mm -hmm. there was, like, some segment of Japan that had some right-wing leanings. I mean, they did fight on that side of World War II. (laughs) Yes. After all. But I didn't know how much of it involved Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. He's a nationalist. Like, he's not a white nationalist, but he is a nationalist.
1: Well, no. (laughs) No. No, but but I mean, it Japanese nationalism does involve an ethnic component. It's just that it's not obviously it's not white. It's the, the Yamato people. But that's a whole separate thing. But like, yeah, no, he's he's a war hawk. He was art, you know, R.I.P. Whatever. Sure. Uh, he was he was a war hawk and a total right wing loon. It's just that Americans, I think, I think a lot of Americans don't understand how conservative Japan can be in general.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the thing we always hear about Japan now is, Oh man, it's everyone's so polite. Sure. Like whenever the Olympics happen, they're like, look, Japan's fans are staying behind to help clean up the stadium. Like there's that Mm -hmm. Beatles story about how they played the Budokan and put presents on the seats for all of the fans no one took Mm -hmm. them because no one said that they could (laughs) so you hear that and you think oh man japan is so chill
1: i mean it's very similar i find to what you might call midwest nice right and they both come from a the similar place of you just don't want to start shit You're, you're it's it's easier to just be polite to people that you hate than it is to cause trouble. Yeah. And um, in
0: Japan's case, it's like, of course they're polite. We nuked them. Well, we sure. I mean, that's two a, that's... nuclear weapons on them. They're not going to act I up. mean,
1: obviously, yeah. That is obviously an event that massively impacted their culture. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and you know, and yeah, obviously, you know, again, so much of the history of this right-wing party and the history of U.S. involvement with the right-wing party, goes back to World War Two and America basically charting a course for that entire country after the war. And, you know, that's obviously it. We can't go into the entire history of Japanese-American uh, relations, but it does all tie into this Shinzo Abe thing, which is what's so wild. Like, he, And again, his... we
0: could, if we had time, we could... Give you a detailed rundown of Japanese-American relations from the start. But, again, it's just a common thing.
1: And, like, we've said that before, and it's been a bit, but I honestly (laughs) would love to. But, you know, we do want to keep it on Abe, who
0: did die. and He did die. And, you know, that's always sad. You don't like seeing people gunned down in the streets.
1: No, I mean, obviously, it's bad that he was assassinated. (laughs)
0: But let's get back to why people weren't too crazy about Shinzo Abe. Mm -hmm. Another issue, he was very focused on overhauling a section of the Japanese Constitution called Article 9, which forbids Japan from using war as a means of settling international disputes. Right. I don't think we have to explain why people would be mad at that. Not all people like war. No matter what country you're in, there's always, even if the FBI effectively crushes it, there is always going to be an anti-war element in any Mm -hmm. country. So, of course, people didn't want to go back to that. Yeah. But he was never able to get it completely overhauled like he wanted. But in 2015, he did push through legislation that allowed Japan's self-defense forces to fight alongside allies overseas. Great. Probably not expecting Russia to invade Ukraine <laughs> a few short years later.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to be kind of a hawk to even want that. Obviously it sucks that you are stuck with these rules that were put in place by Americans after World War Two, and you know, maybe some of those restrictions might be lifted, but that doesn't mean it's good. Like how is how have you then come to the conclusion that like yeah, but we really want to get people involved in, like, the war in Iraq. Like, you know, <laughs> you know like, if it, if it had been in place at that time, like, that's what we're talking about, basically.
0: Yeah, it seems like the thinking was more, let's team up with Korea and right. maybe head off what's happening in China. There are a lot of people who voted for Trump because of his stance on China. And right. his tough talk on China, which is silly because if yes. you look into it, his China policies just like increase the cost of Chinese goods in the United States and cost us a bunch of jobs. Meanwhile, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a thing Obama was pushing, did legitimately mm. kind of rein China in in that region. And yeah, I think this was probably thinking along those lines like sure. If need be, if we have to team up with Vietnam and South Korea and whoever else to fight China, we want to be able to do that. Uh, Right. Hopefully. Hopefully it's just that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to militarization, it rarely ever stays with just the noble goals.
0: Yeah. And uh, speaking of allies, Mm -hmm. there is another military-related controversy involving Abe Mm -hmm. that gets under people's skin way more. Than just suggesting yeah. Japan should be spending more on defense. And that would be historical negationism, which is mm-hmm. kind of like Japan's version of Holocaust denialism. But I also wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he denies the Holocaust happened, also. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean yeah, he doesn't I, I, anymore, I, I, but Well, no, he can't. It's impossible. <laughs> right.
0: Because yeah, again, this guy was a staunch right winger. And yes. In this country, that sometimes cul- culminates in stuff like Holocaust denial. Mm-hmm. In Japan, Shinzo Abe is a staunch denier of and apologist for Japanese military war crimes, including something called the Comfort Women mm-hmm. System. I don't know what you want to call it, but...
1: I mean, sure. Yeah, that the... Yeah, the, the act of kidnapping and raping women from that they stole from countries that they plundered <laughs> that's basically what it was
0: yeah the the thing about the japanese imperial army is they love to rape when they would get out yes. into wartime stuff they would do a whole lot of raping
1: yeah like i will should be said like m- most militaries throughout history like sure, this is sure, the sure. thing that Most militaries engaged in.
0: And so, not wanting to leave the problem unaddressed, Japan came up with a very unique idea, which was well, we'll set up brothels all over (sighs) the region and we'll just Mm -hmm. kidnap women and force them to work in these brothels. And then, no more rape. Right. And it's like, Japan, that's still rape. But that yeah. seems to be the debate within the country, and especially among people who thought the way Shinzo Abe thought, which was, no, 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 no. we didn't kidnap anyone. They just all right. agreed to come have sex with our soldiers that were occupying their lands for money. And it's like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, everyone knows that's not true. yes. I have not set yeah. a foot in Asia, and I know every word of that is a lie.
1: A- Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's an on-its-face lie, and there's so much historical accounting to back up that it's a lie. And also, the other acts of Japan and China and other places in World War II kind of back up the fact that That's what was happening. Like, because they were just they were also just raping people in the in the country.
0: Yeah. One of the other things that was suggested about Shinzo Abe is that when he first became a parliamentarian, he co-authored a document denying that the Nanjing massacre happened. And yeah, for people unaware, that was a horrific campaign carried out by Japan against Chinese mm-hmm. civilians, where anywhere from 40,000 to 300,000 Chinese civilians were killed, another yeah. twenty to 80,000 cases of rape. It's widely considered one of the worst atrocities of World War II. And Which
1: is, that's, that's a tough list. That's
0: saying a <laughs> whole lot.
1: Like, I don't know if anybody's looked at the list of atrocities that happened during World War II, but to even get on the list, you gotta really do some nasty shit.
0: It's all atrocities. Yeah, we were that's the, what that whole war was. We were the good guys and we ended it with an atrocity. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that was probably the only right thing to do. Do And, like, it still is a war crime and awful. <laughs> but, like, and morally fucked up and probably is going to end our world. But also, like, I don't know what the other, what were the other options? There weren't
0: really other options. Yeah, debatable. But that's also for another episode.
1: I mean, it would be nice if everybody just stopped fighting. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: So, the comfort women issue... Did not sit well with people, no, and it really did strain relations with China and South Korea, as yeah. you would expect, like think about what having Trump in office did for our relations on the world stage, like absolutely he, he was also an extreme right winger, and people don't fucking like that
1: right, and Japan's relations with South Korea and China have not ever been great, especially post war. And so electing someone who then holds these beliefs and behaves in this way and, like, is so, like, blatantly, I mean, offensive to these nations, I mean, it's understandable that they would get pissed off about it.
0: Yeah. For a good chunk of his time in power, that was his stance, was that the comfort women thing was... Way blown out of proportion. Wasn't what people made it out to be. But he did finally, in 2015, admit that Japan engaged in widespread sexual slavery during World War Mm. II and developed a reparations fund with South Korea. This is how much he was his country's Trump. This is a thing that would happen to Trump. Also, mm-hmm. there is an incident where Shinzo Abe took a photo in front of a plane, smiling and giving a thumbs up. And the tail number yeah. on that plane was seven three one. Yeah, almost anyone else is going to get away with that, and people <sighs> might within Japan be like, "Oh, that's weird." You know what's uh, you get what seven three one means? And for people right. who don't know. Mm. Unit 731. Lucky you. Yeah, exactly. We did a conspiracy episode about Unit 731. They were the division of the Japanese army that conducted human experiments on mm-hmm. prisoners of war and it was some human centipede shit. It yeah. was really bad. But also you got to kind of already be a <laughs> World War 2 atrocities apologist going into that photo for people to go, mm-hmm. Hey, no, you don't get to smile right in front of right. a plane that says seven, three, one, just like right. Trump. Like if he was in front of a plane with a fucking, the, if the tail number was like SS and Trump was fucking sure. smiling in front of it, or
1: 1488 would be like,
0: yeah. or something, <laughs> people would be like, Whoa, but almost anyone yeah. else, people would be like, Oh, uh, you know what that means on that tail behind you. Right. Yeah.
1: It speaks to his beliefs and people's understanding of his beliefs that that was even a, a scandal. And it, it's, yeah, it, it sucks. And for anybody who is compelled to research Unit 731 because of this, I'm sorry. Oof. It, it, it's bad.
0: Buckle Very bad. Up, It's worse than you're expecting.
1: Oh, yeah. Even though we're yeah.
0: talking about World War II era human experimentation, <laughs> it's worse yeah. than you're expecting. They
1: It's Goebbels shit. Like, it's it's the worst.
0: Yeah. And yet, weirdly enough, none of what we just talked about really has anything to do with Shinzo Abe getting assassinated. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. He was assassinated on July 8th, 2022, while giving a speech on a street in the city of nara Mm -hmm. they say he had a security detail and i know he did because they tackled the guy after but damn it felt lax yeah there's a really what has become now kind of a famous picture of abe getting on this stage and the guy who shoots him is maybe 20 feet away just like like he could have shot him right there and they could have taken a picture of him shooting him he was close enough then
1: not with that gun (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, need to get a little closer with that gun But, yeah, it's a creepy pick. But, like, you have to imagine he did have a security detail. But, you know, these things don't really happen in Japan. And, like, it's so common for political figures to have these speeches with small crowds, especially during campaigns. Like, if you're a politician who's campaigning or campaigning for someone else, like, to even get in, like, a van and drive around and, like, you know, kind of what... You know, old, old school electioneering type stuff.
0: I think that was a lot of people's question after this happened was Japan has guns. And <laughs> the answer is like, not really. I mean, they do I obviously know. have guns and you can right. buy them, but there's a really extensive mental health exam you have to go through. And even then, you can only buy, I think, shotguns or air rifles. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, you're very limited. Same thing as Mexico. Mexico has some of the strongest gun laws in the world. But this guy had a homemade gun, like a comically large homemade gun. It's crazy. It was huge. It
1: was. It was PVC pipes. Like, it it was crazy. Yeah, like, it looks wild. It looks like something out of Fallout. Like, it's... Some crazy homemade shit.
0: And Shinzo Abe suffered two bullet wounds to the neck along with damage to his heart after being Mm -hmm. shot with this comically large gun. Tetsuya Yamagami was Mm -hmm. the name of the shooter. 41 years old, former member of Japan's version of the Navy. Authorities found a lot more of those homemade guns when they searched mm-hmm. his place. I think he also had explosives with him Yeah, when he pulled this off. And uh, we'll link to one of the earliest articles about the assassination, one from the BBC. And it's interesting because it was published so early into this that it includes a little bit of a cliffhanger. The article mentions that Tetsuya Yamagami's motivation for killing Abe was that he had a grudge against a, quote, specific organization end quote, that police didn't name that organization. And then people found out what that organization was.
1: Right. Which was, it's wild. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting it, honestly.
0: (laughs) Because, of course, after this happened, like in the immediate aftermath, on all sides, the thinking was, okay, this is bad. Like, Shinzo Abe sucked, but you didn't have to shoot him down in the street. I get that you hated his policies, but this is a little extreme.
1: Right. But
0: then the mm-hmm. name of that specific organization came out. About a month and a half after the shooting, news started circulating that Tetsuya Yamagami's motivation for shooting Shinzo Abe was the former prime minister's ties to the Unification Church, a.k.a. the Moonies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have time, again, to get into all the specifics. No. But have have we ever
1: done an episode on the Moonies? Cuz on the sh- conspiracy show cuz that might be a thing to do.
0: We should. It wouldn't surprise me if there is ample CIA involvement in the Moonies. Maybe, yeah. Playing. Because I mean, religion and fascism are such a powerful combining mm-hmm. force when you're looking to topple a democracy. So, yeah. The more religions the CIA can create in the name of also toppling democracies, (laughs) I'm sure they're all for it. A very loose and probably inaccurate way to think about the Moonies is that they're like Korean Scientology, kind of. Mm. But if Scientology was much larger and— Much more powerful. At one point, the Moonies claimed to have more than 3 million members, including mm-hmm. huge populations in Japan and the United States, most famously known for their mass wedding ceremonies. They will pair their members up romantically and then marry them in these mass ceremonies that are done at sports stadiums. Yeah. It's really crazy.
1: Yeah. not I'm not like super into it. <laughs> I gotta say.
0: And so, rightfully so, there are ac- accusations that the Moonies are a cult. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And as cults often are, they are routinely accused of various forms of abuse and neglect and also bleeding their members dry financially. Classic. And in the weeks after Abe's assassination it was revealed that Yamagami's mother was a member of the Moonies and her association with them destroyed his family. Mm -hmm. The day before the shooting, he sent a letter to a blogger in Western Japan that in part said this. After my mother joined the church in the 1990s, my entire teenage years were gone with some 100 million yen wasted It's not an exaggeration to say my experience during that time has kept distorting my entire life. That is $735,000 American. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And this guy's story is heartbreaking. His father Mm -hmm. killed himself when uh, Yamagami was four and... After that, his mom joins the Moonies and immediately just starts giving all of their money away to this church, and it destroyed he and his siblings' chances of going to college. The family went bankrupt, and his brother eventually killed himself also. One of the articles we'll link to one of the uncles said he had to stop giving the kids money for food because the mom would just take it and give it to the church and the mom is still alive and they reached out to her for a comment and the first thing she said was that she's sorry her son has brought this bother to the church
1: of course of course
0: like they like if you and we'll link to a bunch of articles like people are like he he means nothing to her like she she cares about the church and the church only so then once people started hearing that they Mm -hmm. were a little more sympathetic to his cause, because that's also when it started coming out that the Japanese government has all these ties to the Moonies that go back decades Hmm. and decades and decades.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Go figure, yeah. And he's also garnered some sympathy from people because, speaking of Abe's economic policies that were supposed to fix things, this guy graduated from high school in 1999 as part of what in Japan is called the lost generation. And these are people that graduated into the workforce during something called the employment ice age. Yeah. Which is exactly what it sounds like. Yep. And now they're a bunch of like downtrodden, poor, lonely, mostly dudes because of Japan's weird birth policies over the years. And a lot of people after hearing all of this were like, Okay, well, he killed Shinzo Abe, but it seems like maybe we should be a little lenient in sentencing this kid. What do you think?
1: I mean, yeah, it's a heartbreaking story. And the fact that it has come out that the Moonies have these connections to the Japanese government, those are, that's not nothing. That's kind of, you know, this is kind of a big deal. It makes sense that if you're a young disenfranchised guy who has been through all this shit, that you might think that this is your only recourse. I'm obviously not endorsing it in any way, but I sympathize.
0: And you would think, well, why not just kill the head of the Moonies if your problem is with the Moonies? And that was this guy's plan. But then in September of last year, Shinzo Abe delivered a video message at a virtual event linked to the Moonies. Yeah. Trump spoke at that same event, for the record, everybody. Cool. And that is when this guy decided, no, you know what? I'm going to fucking kill Shinzo Abe. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, And uh, he did it. Yes, and he did. Yeah, as it turns out, Abe's connections to the Moonies go back decades, starting with mm-hmm. his grandfather, who made ties that led to the Moonies' while he was incarcerated on suspicion of being a war criminal after World War II. Huh. Go
1: figure. Imagine that. Yeah. And then, what a
0: dink. And then it came out from there that, like, Abe's brother, who is also a politician, has had help from the Moonies in his elections. Yeah. And all of these ties to the government started coming out, and people were irate. Yeah,
1: I don't blame them. <laughs>
0: And then they announced the funeral. Right. This is somehow maybe the weirdest part. Yeah. On the one hand, I get it.
1: Sure. Here's what happened.
0: Six days after Shinzo Abe was killed, current Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida announced he would be giving Shinzo Abe a state funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. And at first people weren't psyched, but they weren't all that angry. But then the Mooney stuff started coming out and people did get angry.
1: I mean, there were plenty of people who were angry also because of, and, you know, not just in Japan, but also, you know, obviously in China in Korea and these places, uh, kind of felt offended by the idea of honoring him in that way.
0: Yeah, it would be like giving Trump a state funeral, which I should mention will absolutely happen because oh, yeah, the US no. presidents get state funerals.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That it will be like when that happens though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why this on its surface to a lot of American readers isn't gonna seem that weird because if you right. at all follow presidential funerals which there should be a channel yeah it's
1: a good this sounds like a good hobby
0: yeah all u.s presidents get a state funeral so it would stand to reason well of course the prime minister would get a state funeral also but that's not the case it's very rare it seems like part of it is that according to one source i read the prime minister is considered the head of government but the emperor is considered head of state so emperors get state funerals not prime ministers and i mean you
1: know and it makes that makes sense it's very they're a very ceremonial thing like it's a very regal honor in a sense like and that's not the relationship that until recently japan has had with their prime ministers that sort of reverence you know the way that even bad presidents have in america like it's weird
0: yeah, the last time a Japanese prime minister got a state funeral was 1967. And mm. that's because he was the prime minister who navigated Japan through the American occupation after World War II. And like that whole period that right. you know, kind of rebirthed Japan out of the ashes of literal ashes of World yeah. War II. So, of course, you give that guy a state funeral. <laughs> sure. But... Then for no one else but then Shinzo Abe to get one right does seem weird. And part of it could be the fact that he got assassinated. That's
1: That might be it. I mean, and that makes sense, I guess. And again, you know, the American perspective on it is different because we don't have the same kind of relationship to state funerals, I don't think. I mean, yeah, we
0: don't turn out the way other countries turn out for state funerals.
1: No, no, which is good. I it's... get one of the few good things about this, I guess. But yeah. This, still, though, people it, are mad now.
0: <laughs> people were very mad about Shinzo Abe getting a state funeral. So mad, in fact, that one guy set himself on fire.
1: Which is just that talk about old school. I just, it is. I mean, it sucks. I mean, like, I that's awful to think about. But also, like, man, it is. Yes, it's maybe old we should school. think about why he would want to do that.
0: Well, along those same lines, I will say it is old school in that it's a throwback to 2014 when two other people separately set themselves on fire to protest Shinzo Abe's policies. Uh Can you imagine two different people set themselves on fire because of you? And you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I should keep doing this.
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like if one person sets themselves on fire because of me, I'm going to be reconsidering a lot of things about my life.
0: It is worth noting, though, that's one year before he signed that reparations deal with South Korea over the comfort zone thing. So maybe he was finally like, oh, fine. You're going to set yourself on fire over it. (laughs) I mean, look,
1: I I I have to admire not admire is a weird word to use but like kind of i can't think of a better one like i kind of have to admire that 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 you know commitment
0: setting yourself on fire expressing yeah like that's like kind of badass that's that's (laughs) a protest it is gonna get some attention For sure. But, like,
1: obviously it's bad. Don't do it. Like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't encourage anyone. But, like, it is kind of badass.
0: And also, remember that thing we said about his assassin being part of that economically distressed segment of the population who entered the workforce during the employment ice age? Mm Mm-hmm. That had a whole lot to do with the resistance to this funeral also. There was one camp who just thought he didn't deserve it, like based on his record and who he was as a person. But then there was another camp that regardless of their feelings on that part, just thought the country shouldn't be spending this much on a state funeral when their own finances are still in like complete disarray. And they have been for decades and decades now. Mm hmm. Like the the members of that lost generation are still lost. Like they haven't like there aren't uplifting Disney documentaries about how they've all turned it around now. It's still bad. Right. It's still very no. Bad.
1: It, yeah, it's it's a really tough situation, and I think that's a really fair argument as well, just the purely economic one.
0: And it seems like those concerns were very legitimate because it turns out Shinzo Abe's funeral cost about twelve million dollars. And for the sake of comparison, Queen Elizabeth II's funeral, 8.5 million. Mm. Who saw him beating that total? Like, yeah. especially in a country with that kind of economic crisis on its hands. That's right. A bad, bad look. Oof.
1: Ugh. That's, the queen, I bet, hates to see that. She's, <laughs> she's, she's sitting in her little forever ice age bunker thing where she actually is because she didn't die. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, the only reason Japan even did this. They're just like, ah, we'll stick it to England. Show you 8.5. I mean,
1: it's nothing. If so, that's a good bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of a good bit. I mean, like it sucks. <laughs> like I can't believe. Like that's just an insane thing to think because that the state funeral for Queen Elizabeth II is. <laughs> so huge <laughs> and then monumental and like you know Shinzo Abe also sucked but like he, yeah he wasn't yeah, in twelve that's
0: just crazy he wasn't in power for seventy years like, yeah I mean and
1: and he he's not like he's he was the emperor like it's not like he was somebody yeah. like a, a figurehead who people like attached a lot of love to I don't know it's weird
0: it seems like part of it or a lot of it was spent on travel and security for the Mm -hmm. estimated 700 foreign dignitaries who flew in to attend including joe biden kamala harris and hindu nationalist piece of shit narendra modi i think i'm on the (laughs) protester side here yeah absolutely and so as you'd expect The decision to hold a state funeral, combined with all the Mooney talk, has had a huge impact on the approval rating of the current Prime Minister, Kushida Mm -hmm. Fumio, who is the guy who ordered the state funeral in the first place. In the days immediately after the assassination, his approval rating was around 50%. Now it's around 29 That's a big drop in a very short amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. And... It got me thinking about what kind of potential successors might be out there on the political landscape in Japan, like Mm -hmm. what the opposition candidates are like, which one's most likely to swoop in and take advantage of this scandal. And that is when I found out something I did not know about Japan. Yeah. That kind of blew my mind. (laughs) They do technically have a few different political parties. Yeah. But the same one has been in power almost uninterrupted since 1955. Yeah. That is bonkers.
1: It is. Like, it's a long time.
0: And that's a long time for that to be happening. And not once have I ever really heard anyone question it or be like, hey, isn't that kind of a dictatorship? It's like, yeah. It's like, no, people can vote. It's like, people could vote in Iraq, too. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean right. it's not what we would term a dictatorship.
1: No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. It's America. You know, I'm going to say that maybe they didn't handle their relations with Japan uh, after World War II and the best possible way i think maybe they kind of fucked it up in order to make their position more secure
0: yeah the the party in question is the liberal democratic party the ldp it's the party named because
1: very ironically named yes liberal democratic party
0: (laughs) as it turns out yes that's the party of shinzo abe again founded in 1955 they've been in power the entire time, except 1993 to 1994, when grunge changed the world. Of course. And 2009 to 2012. Other than yeah. that, the LDP has been in charge the entire time.
1: Yeah, 90, in 93 to 94, that was when uh, Kurt Cobain was the prime minister of
0: <laughs> Exactly. Japan. And we know what the CIA did to him. Of course. And again, this is a democracy. People go to the polls and vote. There's other mm-hmm. political parties. And it seemed like this stranglehold on Japanese politics was coming to an end in 2009 when another party did finally take power. But mm-hmm. then the CIA used HARP to cause the <laughs> Fukushima nuclear disaster. And that party's handling of that oh, of crisis course. was highly criticized, and they were kicked out of power in Abe took over sure. again in 2012 i think i'm joking you know
1: yeah well that's gonna be on our next conspiracy we'll talk about that on the next conspiracy show oh, we've already
0: talked about the conspiracy that people think the united states caused the fukushima nuclear disaster with yeah. a weather control weapon it's out there
1: i mean we've definitely talked about harp a bunch
0: yeah uh harp is weird harp is legitimately weird but sure That's for another podcast. (laughs) The LDP since then have won six elections in a row. And Mm. a lot of it has to do with voter apathy, if you can believe that. Of course. People are like, what's the point in voting if they're going to win every time? And when they don't, the CIA causes an earthquake. (laughs) I can't stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a fair attitude to have. It's, I mean, obviously unfortunate, but yeah, like, it's definitely, uh, seems like a really unfair system, and it's not that dissimilar from what we have in America, too, so.
0: Yeah, you see it in, like, Venezuela, too. Venezuela, for the longest time, they had two political parties, but there wasn't much difference between them. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of traded off taking power. Their candidates were always rich white dudes. And yeah, people could go to the polls and vote, but you were just kind of voting for two different flavors of the same food. And Mm -hmm. then at one point, Hugo Chavez gets elected and he's one, not white, and two, wants to make sure people can eat food. And the mm-hmm. government is like, nope. And then we start mm-hmm. fucking trying coups and all kinds of shit. And, yeah, I mean, is that what's going to have to happen here? No. Nah. Is it going to be like Liz Cheney gets elected as an independent? And that's what finally breaks this country apart?
1: Sure. I mean, I feel like if Liz Cheney gets elected, that might break the country <laughs> apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know doesn't sound great. I don't love <laughs> the like how those words feel in my mouth. <laughs> um
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know.
1: know. I'm, I've given up on guessing what's going to happen in the future of America. It, it's too chaotic.
0: And I I was bringing up the CIA, you know, as as jokes, but also mm-hmm. for for a reason. If if yes. you dig into this, the reason the LDP was founded in Japan was because of the cia in Mm -hmm. 1955 cold war post world war ii america leftist forces in japan united to form a single japan socialist party it was called and the cia was having zero part of that and they immediately swoop in to fund a similar coalition made up of the country's two main conservative parties Parties and that party became these, as we said, kind of ironically named Liberal Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And from there, the CIA pumped millions of dollars into making sure they won that 1955 election. But just that one, though, right? I'm no, sure that only that one. Zero influence on any subsequent Japanese elections since
1: absolutely not yeah and all, those all those military bases on japan in japan are all empty no one no one even lives there <laughs> yeah it's just we don't have any involvement in japan
0: yeah that was one of the other things people got mad at shinzo abe for because like we signed a thing way back in the day saying that <laughs> Like, we don't have any reason to still be in Japan. Like, our our soldiers are kind of supposed to be gone. But, like, two thirds are still there, like, in terms of numbers, not the original ones from World War II. That would be weird. We've been cycling (laughs) them. Yeah, that would be crazy. You should see how young they look. It's very, we can't let them leave. We can't let them. Look,
1: well, they've been given the Captain America serum. You know, (laughs) that's why.
0: And yeah, Shinzo Abe went to like a 70th anniversary of the end of the mm-hmm. war thing at uh, one of those bases. And the people were like, they, well, no, they never left. What do you mean? Yeah. You're celebrating a betrayal. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, Japanese politics are crazy, man. And that's
1: it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I, you know, I knew when, the, when he was assassinated that it would like totally fuck up Japanese politics. It seems like it has, uh, just not in the way that I was expecting. I didn't see the Mooney thing coming. That was just totally out of left field. I, I did not think that that was going to pop up and it's wild.
0: Yeah. That, that has added a, a whole new wrinkle to the story. I'm interested to see what happens with the prosecution of this guy. Yeah. And like what kind of charges he, cause he's, I think under like mental evaluation right sure. now i don't know exactly how japan's criminal justice system works
1: i'm not intimately familiar with it
0: yeah i've never been caught committing any crimes in japan
1: right i've watched like japanese legal dramas that's like the closest <laughs> thing i have to any information <laughs> about and i played like phoenix uh ace, phoenix Wright, ace attorney or whatever
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's enough you should know everything and
1: judgment that's it.
0: Hey, I uh, I have a thing to plug. I am my my oh. Substack that I have been pushing for uh, about two years now is finally active. The first couple articles I wrote like a bullshit introductory article, but the first like actual <laughs> column is up today, and it's about uh, whether America is descending into fascism. Which I find it so <laughs> adorable that people are asking that question. Yeah, like, it's like Joe Biden threw it through that word around at a speech not too long ago. I, really? When I've been researching this, I read a couple articles that are like it's time to start thinking about what a fascist America is going to look like. It's like we now? have been fascist since the beginning. Like Yeah. We don't have a dictator, but Mussolini didn't talk about race and he invented the word fascism. Like <laughs> it is a flexible definition everybody. Yeah. So uh yeah, you can you can read about that. And in that in in part I talk about some of the CIA's other post World War II stuff like our, our dealings in Italy cuz Italy mm-hmm. congrats just hired a new fascist. Uh
1: Congratulations Italy.
0: Yeah, you did it. You, full circle moment for Italy there. <laughs> and uh yeah, I I read about this about how the CIA influenced this one election in Italy and then this article that mentioned it just casually mentioned that and also every election for the next 24 years. <laughs> it's like damn. It's crazy. Like that's we're fat. We've we've been fascists for a long time. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Uh so you can you can read that at uh adamtodbrown.substack.com And uh, for the first couple, first week or so, maybe a couple weeks, everything's going to be free, but then that sweet, sweet paywall's coming. There'll be at least Hmm. one free article a week though, and then uh, you can pay me to write the rest. So uh, yeah, but I did change the name. It was called Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Friends, and it felt weird having firearms in the title. So I changed it. Now it's just called In Broad Daylight, which used to be the name of my solo podcast but sure. that's, that's not a thing anymore. Now it's my substack. There's also a gun in the logo, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so again, adamtoddbrown.substack.com. I'm going to be writing there regularly a few times a week. I got this, this fucking office and studio now. I got to use it to Hell do yeah. other shit. Woo. Uh, that's it. I, I know we jumped right into plugs, but it was kind of a plug that kind of tied into what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Olivia, do you have anything to plug? You in any other podcast besides the Conspiracy Podcast? Anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, I co-host the Conspiracy Show on the Unpops Podcast Network. Oh, and I also co-host with Adam Todd Brown. Love a that show. guy. He's cool. This show called Going Back. It's a Lost rewatch pod where we rewatch Lost and talk about it. And it's a lot of fun. Right now, you can get that on the uh, Unpops or Conspiracy the Show Patreon.
0: Correct. And uh, it'll be out free to the public soon. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Let's, uh, that's get, it. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bring a blood object to... Bring the blood on this, no breath on
1: Street I'm talking